Yo, 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 this is Bernard, a.k.a. The Scarlet Spider. And this is Samir, the King in Black. And welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Angry Blurbs Podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. Okay, so I got a quick question. How do you feel about creators getting royalties on things that they created? Not necessarily like film related, but like, let's say, I mean, a perfect example of this is uh, Greg Wiseman. Co-created Gargoyles gets nothing from the neck of figures. I mean, he should have, I would hope he has merchandising um, royalties, but if he doesn't, then he doesn't get merchandise royalties. So he that sucks. Not. Yeah, he does not. So the main reason I brought that up is because Hasbro obviously has the rights to Power Rangers. And so they talked about they have Hasbro PostCon coming up next week. And a few things were actually leaked. So the Master Morpher for Tommy was leaked a few weeks ago. I meant to bring that up, but just kept forgetting. But also, it was a four-pack of Omega Rangers. So I know you don't read the comics, but... So the Omega Rangers... Remember when they wrote Jason, Trini, and Zach off the show and they went to go join the World Conference or whatever? Right. They did that in the comics, but in the comics, they went to go work with the uh, the Morphin Grid in the series, and they became Omega Rangers. Much better. And yes, <laughs> so the the, the press the World uh, Peace Com- Summit was a cover up, and um, so I don't know if these are legit, but it, it said a leg- uh, Lightning Collection Omega Rangers four pack promo. Hello, so Kyle Higgins. The guy who we all know and love, he wrote, he wrote Nightwing in the New Fifty Two. He wrote, remember that uh, Batman miniseries, Gates of Gotham, with like the architect, like the steam. Oh, that was good. Yeah, so he wrote that. Uh, he's written numerous things for DC. He writes, um, he he's been writing these Ultraman miniseries from over at Marvel, and he also has his own super. Yes, he also has his own superhuman uh, superhero universe called the Massiverse over at Image, so he's responsible for Radiant Black. Well, he's been busy. And yes, booked and busy. So basically, he saw this, and he said Hasbro should really play, uh, should really pay Daniel Nicolo uh, properly for these designs. They're so good. So Daniel Nicolo is the guy who drew the Omega Rangers, and he said, or pay him at all, honestly. So he threw a little bit of shade at Hasbro. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, like maybe like every for every unit sold, he gets like a dollar, you know? Yeah. Or maybe less. Or, I, mean, or if, I don't know how I don't know the scaling on that, but something, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I I'll talk about I'll talk to you about that off mic behind the scenes because there's I, I found out some things that ain't really you know for the public ear. Great. So now locals will call me. So um. So somebody asked him, "Would you want Hasbro to make more Ranger centuries like the pink and yellow?" I mean, like black, pink, and yellow. So he said, personally, it doesn't affect me anyway. I I make the exact same either way. Nothing. That said, it's flattering that characters I've helped create live. Uh, I mean, live on in other mediums. I love that they bring so much joy to the others. So I was like, wait, what? How does he not get any type of, you know, like gratuity from that? It's just crazy to me. I mean, I'm just like, man. When it comes to comic book writers and stuff like that, they 
definitely get screwed over. Like how we talked about how every you gotta yeah don't make Jack Diddley squat for you know basically making Bucky the Winter Soldier. So um, you got it's not about it's not about money. You gotta love it. Yeah. I was just like, good grief. Oh, they really expanded the whole line because they got Brooklyn. He looks good. They got Broadway. They got Thalog, Demona, Elisa. I told you about the whole Thalog situation. It's just a re- it's a recolor, it's a repaint of Goliath. He doesn't have the armor. Oh yeah, he he should get the armor. And then they have the uh, the arm the Xanatos uh, armor. And then they have the yeah, generic everybody's one. Been released so far. I mean, yeah, I I, no, I, Lexington's not here. I thought and Lexington got released. I don't see Lexington here, and Angela's I mean, not what? here. Oh no, Angela's here. I mean, what you what website are you on? Uh, Big Bag Toy Source. Oh, okay, Let's I was see. just about to go there. I lied. Uh, Lexington's right here. He's pre-ordered. All right, exactly. Dang, he's like, look good. He looks good. They all look good except for Daylock. Yeah, they love. And I guess Crap, what was it? What was his girlfriend? What was his girlfriend's name? Demona? The Delilah. Delilah. Oh. <laughs> Who Yo. are you talking about? Uh the, he cloned. I'm like, bruh. They oh, was yeah. that, that nigga was tripping. When he cloned yeah. Demona I, and I spliced it on Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's given Dave Chappelle when he said we cloned these three white bitches. And we fight with some black so they can do this. <laughs> like, yo, yeah. what? Say <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. <laughs> yo. Yeah, but apparently there's there's 14 figures. Because they're... Oh, the video game version of Goliath has already come out. The Steel Clan robot, Lexington, Angela, Xanatos, Armored, Bronx. I'm going to have to copy. Oh, I forgot. Oh. Demona comes with the comes with the rifle. She got the she got the burner. Oh shoot! Yeah, remember? It's like what the second episode where she pulled the thing out. So yeah, and she got the spell book too. Bro. Damn, bro, these are forty two dollars a piece. The cheapest one is Goliath. Let's do the math. Right I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm a cop these and then let them appreciate in value because I feel like I'm a, I'm gonna just regret not getting these. That's five hundred and forty-six dollars, my guy. Your point? It will Aren't make you me happy. To be saving to buy a house. Yeah, I'm saving to buy a house. I'm I sorry. That's, that's five hundred and eighty-one dollars minus the uh, shipping and tax. Because I forgot to include the live. Hang on, we got. Yeah, okay. So I already. Yeah, yeah I did the math. Forty-two times thirteen plus thirty-five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, six hundred dollars. Um, so, full disclosure, I had a Bronx figure from, like, the first Disney toy line, but he wasn't this good looking. He's so articulate. I mean, bro. Ooh, what if they do, like, the Avalon figures, like, the Avalon characters? What if they do, like, Why? other Gargoyle clans? They, bro, they all showed up maybe, like, twice. Don't matter, though. It's like the design on some of these characters was fire. Like, what if they get to see Griff? Or uh, the 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 Amazonian um, uh, gargoyles, or the ones from Japan. Yo, it would be so. I would pay for those. I don't remember the Amazonian gargoyles, and I just rewatched. They had they had such a, they had such a good design, man. They were they were while they oh, were I'm lost sorry. in Avalon. Okay, yeah, you're talking about the ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I hear Amazons. I think of Wonder Woman, and you know, 
Death by Snoop. No, the no the Amazon not, as not, in not Amazon rainforest. Yes. Yeah, the rainforest gargoyles. Sorry, dude. You say Amazon. I'm either thinking Wonder Woman or Amazon.com. Oh, I think about the rainforest no more. We should think about the rainforest. We're gonna all right. Bro, when it goes, we screw. Bro, blame Jeff Jeff Bezos. No, I didn't blame no Jeff Bezos. No one thinks of the rainforest anymore. All right, but enough about toys. How about you uh, get us started? Because we've been rambling for like eight minutes. All right. Um, breaking news. So, Attack on Titan um, part. Attack on Titan. Breaking news. Season three. No, final season part three, part two. There we go. I said it. Stop. Final it, stop season it. part three, part stop two. <laughs> that's what it's called. That's what it's called. I know. You're that's over what it's it. And that's why you're I'm not afraid. over it. And you're not over it because that is. I don't care what they call it. I, you can get mad at them all you want for, for tacking more on. What? What? Samir. What? What? It's been the final season for three and a half years. Don't matter. Don't matter. You know why? Because the final season of Attack on Titan is one of the best TV shows in in, in human history. All right, I will down that hill. It is so goddamn good. All right, it keeps delivering. Bro, but okay, how long bring is it. The final season going to be? Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. It, it, it's like the, the 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 narrative implications, the just the the, the weight of these of, of the of the story. It's just heavy. It's so mm, so good. Anyways, uh, November fourth is hitting us, and uh, we're not ready. No one's ready. You're not ready for this. We're gonna have to deal with it, but we, you're, not, you're not ready. Oh, hey, before I, before we go any further, we got some housekeeping. Um, happy birthday to uh, legendary. Belated, 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 happy, happy belated birthday to legendary composer Hiroyuki Sawano. He is known for uh, some of the best openings on Attack on Titan. Also, he did the opener and theme song for Kill a Kill. Um, just, just a bunch of other titles under his belt. Like, uh, I mean, I, honestly, just look up Hiroyuki Sawano and you've heard one of his songs. All right, the guy is a goat. All right, happy birthday, sir. We salute you. All right, so thank you, Blurs. Since you want to throw out birthdays, I'm going to throw out a bunch of birthdays because we're going to go ahead and do that now. Um, Sam Neill. Oh, Sam. Hey, what's up, Sam Neill? Yeah, I believe he is 76 today at the time of right. recording. Uh, crap, where did the birthday go? I am DB, yeah. Uh, Andrew Lincoln is now 50. We Ooh. all know Andrew Lincoln from. Love Actually and The Walking Dead play Rick plays Rick uh, Grimes. Emma oh, Kenny, okay. Uh, she plays Debbie. Well, played Debbie on Shameless, and I think she's on The Connors now. Uh, Bong Joon Hu, who I believe directed Parasite. Oh yeah, Am I correct that's, that's that definitely yeah, that is correct. Yeah, he, he's he's fifty four. Uh, the man Samir hates, who he feels like is a detriment to black people. It's 54. Who? Go ahead. You know who it is. That black guy. Tom Perry? Tom Perry? Yes. I don't he hate Tom Perry. I just think he, he, he's Adam Sandler for um, black people. That's all. Uh, Walter Coney, who we all know as uh, Chekhov, I believe. Oh, the original? Yeah. He is he's still alive? Okay, 87. Yeah, that tracks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he was old. I was like 87. No, that, that, that tracks. All right. Well, I hope he's well. Yeah, I mean, haven't heard, heard haven't heard any bad news. So thank goodness for that. 
But yeah, so happy birthday to all those individuals. All right, let me go ahead and pull up my first story. So, a movie that everyone wanted a sequel for, and they were like, yo, uh, we James Gunn, what's going on, bro? Super is getting the sequel. I'm just playing Brightburn 2 is getting a sequel. Yeah, super. Yeah, so it is in development, and apparently the producers plan to use AI in the creative process. So, yeah, this actually came out from Deadline. Yeah, yeah, tricky. Are they going to write it with the AI? Like, what do you mean? So, yeah. So, H Collective, who was, um, who was the producing team behind Brightburn, they are now launching H3 Entertainment, which is a company that says it will look to integrate the metaverse, Web3, and AI into a slate of films. <laughs> so, according to its founders, Mark Rao and Kenneth Hoyne, at the time of industry sensitivity around the use of AI, the model will respect professionals and fans while promoting responsible technology integration. So I saw that and I'm just like, um, excuse me? Y'all just going to go ahead and announce this during a strike where one of the main things on both sides of the strike is AI usage. So make it make sense. Who knows? Samir, how do you feel about that? Uh, it looks like a bad. It, it sounds like a bad idea. It does sound like a bad idea. And I'm just like, at this point, it might not even. It might not even, you know, go off the ground because people are like, okay, why are y'all doing this? Stop it! <laughs> and a lot of people are just saying, just pay the damn writers, man. What they, what they, but. But they're old, bro. It's like it's it's driving me crazy. Y'all losing more money being greedy than just just hand them the money. You would have paid them. They were they would have got back to work. We could you could have got your 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 projects back on track, and everybody would have been happy. Now now we're mad at you. The writers are mad at you, and you losing money because you greedy. That I don't get it. Like you effing your bag up trying to be that greedy. Yeah, and um, a little small story to tack onto that. So I think like four episodes ago, I talked about the Marvel visual effects workers planning to unionize. Well, they have unanimously, unanim, unanim. They've all unionized. They across the yes. board. <laughs> yes. Unilaterally. Unilaterally. Say the word. No, I wasn't trying to say unilaterally. Unanimous. Yeah, I know you trying to say it. There we go. <laughs> I use a different word for that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that is official. So, um, they have unionized with the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. And yeah, so um, it was roughly 50 Marvel employees, which um, the jobs included VFX coordinators and data wranglers. So, yeah, bye bye, girl. Come on, man. Get to it. Yeah, F bye bye, They say he's trying to just, you know, keep Disney afloat so they can sell it to Apple. How would you feel about that? I would hate that. Why? If Disney, now, first if off, Apple bought Disney. First off, it changes it changes the Apple land. I, first Apple off, land. I just don't think they need that. That sounds like a conglomerate, uh, a monopoly right there. They, the FCC should not let that go through. And um, if they keep consolidating all these large corporations just so they can make money and screw us over, and there's no competition, no, that's just bad for that's bad for creativity. It's bad for uh, it, it's 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 bad for um, 
entertainment. It's just, it, no, it's going to make everything. I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's giving Swirling Green dystopian future. Like, we're all Bro, just ingesting great. When Amazon, where was this energy when Amazon bought MGM? I don't recall it when it was because MGM's a film. Yeah, Amazon owns the rights to James Bond and the Rock. I know that. I recall that. I recall that. Um, but MGM isn't a he isn't a uh, a what as far as reaching as Disney is as far as like things, parks and whatnot. Right. I don't think that needs to go down, in my opinion. And I hope it doesn't. And I hope that's just a rumor. Uh, yeah. I mean, nothing's been confirmed, but yeah, that that's the rumor so far. All right. All right. A couple quick things. Um, uh, uh, Gearbox could be put up for sale for uh, put up for sale by Embracer Group. So that's kind of crazy. They're reportedly seeking buyers. Um, I mean, didn't they just shut? What did they just shut down? Uh, Volition. Yeah. Uh, Another another quick. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it happens every day. Another quick story. Um, Apparently, a Destiny 2 cheater is legally banned from ever playing another Bungie game. In addition to, they also have to pay a bunch of fines, too. Um, and I want to get into why real quick. The amount, I think it's yeah. like $50,000. No, oh, $500,000. I'm sorry. They got to pay $500,000, and they're banned from playing any Bungie games ever. Apparently, and this guy, this guy's 17. Um, now, you think that's harsh, but apparently when you mod a game like this the way they do it it, it uh it infringes on the copyright uh terms of service and basically you're on the mm. hook for for a copyright issue so what you, so so what so what you're saying is modders need to be on on the lookout pause what you're saying is that don't mod competitive games when you take a one player game that is enjoyed offline not only can the developer not see it but it's not they're not going to care but we, but when you do something like this, it's like online on. service. If it's an online service game, they can see it. Yeah, but they can't. But what are they going to care? So this is the issue I have here is that he is cheating other physical players. That's the problem with that. Yes. So why I don't know why any company would care that you're modding their game and just you know, like for instance, uh, Baldur's Gate doesn't care if you mod it, and it's an on, it's an online um always game also. He's I think it is. Yeah, it is. It definitely has an online component because you can it's multiplayer involved. So and you can still mod the hell out of that game. They're not gonna care. Okay. Uh Starfield, I mean, they don't care. You 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 gonna read more to this or should I just go ahead and just read like the rest of the article? Do you want to? Go ahead. Yeah, because you just kind of read like you gave us like Cliff Notes version. I mean I'm right here, they, they, and I they see I'm they like, show you what they hear, They saw all his defenses. Yeah. Like Well, I'm gonna read it all. I'm gonna read it all. So well, not the entire thing, but a good majority of it. So, this is from GameSpot, and it says, It's no secret that Destiny 2 developer Bungie has been at war with cheaters as of late, taking some particularly egregious rule breakers to court and suing them for millions of dollars. In these cases, defendants are usually groups of it or of groups of individuals or organizations that sell, that sell cheating software. This week, a judge once, once again ruled in Bungie's favor, but the lawsuit in question involved a single cheater. Still, the fallout was immense, with the individual in question ordered to pay Bungie $500,000 and banned from playing any Bungie games ever again. All right, so the judgment may seem harsh at first, especially given the uh, fact that at the time the suit was first filed a year ago, the cheater in question was 17 years old. 
okay, so he was 17 when he originally, okay, I thought he was 17 now. All right, um, known as Luca Leon, the defendant repeatedly used cheat software to get a leg up on the competition, but it didn't stop there. Leon also evaded multiple bans and eventually escalated to sending threats of bodily harm to Bungie employees, resulting in... Oh, yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, that dude's a, he, he tripping. The lawsuit claimed that Leon, like other cheaters... Bungie's legal team has taken on in the past had broken the copyright law by using cheat software with a graphically with a graphical overlay owned by Bungie, claiming the use of injected code had created unauthorized derivative work that include that violates U.S. copyright law. Additional fees were added for each account Leon created to evade a ban, and each unauthorized copy of the game he downloaded in the process. Ultimately, both parties agreed that Bungie is owed $300,000 in statutory damages of infringement of copyright, with an additional $200,000 owed for the 100 acts of ban circumvention at the $2,000 per ban evasion. Additionally, Leon is banned from interacting with any cheat software that may affect Bungie-owned properties, Interacting with Bungie-owned game assets, interacting with any Bungie game whatsoever, harassing Bungie employees directly or indirectly, harassing anyone who plays Bungie games directly or indirectly, traveling within a thousand feet of any Bungie offices, knowingly traveling within a thousand feet of any homes or apartments occupied by Bungie employees. Leon must also delete all social media accounts that have anything to do with Bungie he attempts to cheat at Bungie games or his crusade against Bungie employees. So and the, the, there's a lot of going on with that. So it's not just the cheating, but it's still crazy that it, it started from all the cheating. Hey, man. People crazy out here. Yeah, that dude, that dude uh, needs, like, therapy. I mean, bro, I mean... Yeah, I mean it's a game. Like you, I hear threatened to, you know, bodily harm the people. I get it. This kid, you probably ain't busting nut yet. Still, it's big grief. Uh, Seventeen. I don't know. Some people are just dumb. All right, let's move on to the next story. You got any more video game news? Because I kind of want to keep all that on the one umbrella. Okay. All right. Well, ahead. Okay. So. Ahead of this launch, um, ahead of the uh, launch of Phantom Liberty DLC, a 2.0 update for Cyberpunk 2077, the, the developer uh, has warned that players to double check their rigs for if they're up to task because they're kind of raising the uh, system requirements a little bit, and it might uh, cause some un some unexpected strain on your components, essentially. It's probably not as big as they're making it out to be, but I have heard that this, uh, that even excluding the DLC, all the content, I've heard that the 2.0 um, uh, DLC is just a, a, a gargantuan download in and of itself. Like, it's uh, it's still worth, just just the free stuff they give you, it's still worthy to go and uh, investigate. So I'm actually pretty excited. And I'm still going to get the DLC on top of it. Like, this is a whole other experience. I'm excited to just play that game all over again. Um, yeah, also... Uh, not not about Cyberpunk, but we if we're gonna we, we should dive okay, into yeah. we're gonna dive into go some ahead. more video game stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and run through some of the uh, PlayStation. Uh, why am I experience? State of play. They didn't do state of play. Wait, they did. Yeah. I thought it was next week. Mm, it's this week. I could have sworn it was next week. Nah, son, Broski, this week. 
I mean, yeah, we'll run through it real quick. It's not that big a deal. So, um, okay, yeah, it was so, today. I've been busy, bro. Okay, well, I'm gonna run through all the announcements and uh, give a quick, you know, play by play. So yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has oh. a release date and a trailer. What? Uh, February 29th, 2024. Yeah, excited. Um, yeah, moving on. I got, I got, I got the announcement tweet real quick. I want to um, read this real quick. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has set has been set for release on February. 29th, 20. Hey, y'all want to buy that for me for my birthday? Uh, the second installment of the Final Fantasy VII Remake project will feature elements from the previous game, as well as greatly enhanced features such as the vast world map to explore and synergies and synergy abilities with party players. The story will unfold more dramatically than ever before with a rapid pace and major twists and turns. We know fans are dying to see one scene in spectacular. Don't know what that is. Don't say nothing. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has its own standalone adventure. How do you not know what the scene is? I'm guessing Eric gets stabbed. Yeah, that's the scene. Because I thought there were, because I thought there were three games. Oh my god! You also three games. Is 2024 a leap year? Yes, full leap years every four years. Sound up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Final Fantasy VII Rebirth can be enjoyed as its own standalone adventure with the party leaving Midgar to explore the wild world beyond. But those wishing to deepen their understanding of the story, a recap of the previous game will also be provided. We hope that both fans and those who have never played Final Fantasy before will enjoy this game. And that was written by Yoshinori uh, Kitsei, who is a producer on the game. But here's the thing also. You cannot use your save from Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, so you're you're basically square one in this. Why can't you uh, use the save? Uh, I'm I just pulled this from the Verge, but yeah, it just says. Well, um, well what does it say? What does it pull from the save though? Like, what does it give you? I'm about to read it right now. Um, nothing. It just you just get the recap and that's it. So this is you don't need it. Yeah, start from level. Start from level one again. It doesn't matter. If you poured over dozens of hours in the Final Fantasy VII Remake, that unfortunately won't give you much leg up in the game. The sequel, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, uh, um, uh, in the sequel, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, as part of an interview about the new game posted on the PlayStation blog, director Naoki Hamagachi confirmed that you won't be able to port over your remake save or character builds in the Rebirth. Yeah, so okay, that's fine. So, so just fuck all the material I got, huh? Yeah. Basically, Some moving bullshit, on. Bro. It's not. It's not. Moving on. Um, yeah, so Spider-Man 2 uh, has new gameplay, uh, has new gameplay trailer and uh, highlights many spider suits you can have. So that's cool. So here's something that made me mad about that. I posted it in the story. I mean, in our uh, chat. Whoever owns the Chrysler building, they suck. The Chrysler building, they would not let, uh, they would not um give uh, Insomniac the licensing rights to use the Chrysler building. So the Chrysler building is not in this game. So? It's a staple of New York, dude. What are you talking about? I don't live in New York. I don't live in New York. I don't know. But still, the Chrysler building was in the first one. So, I mean, New York really doesn't have that many iconic buildings. You got the Chrysler building. You had the World Trade Center. You got the uh, Freedom Tower now. Statue. Well, I, I I just want to play as Spider Man. I don't need to. I don't need to sightsee. All right, it's cool that the city's big, 
But I don't care what buildings are there. I don't live in New York. I'm not repping New York, all right? I don't have Timberlands, and I don't say dead ass. So what? I mean, you do say dead ass. You just don't wear Timberlands because we live in Florida. We don't. I don't say. I don't. I say dead ass. Ironically, ironically. All right. Um, Moving, moving on, moving on. uh, Final Fantasy. I'm sorry, Final Fantasy. Resident Evil Four Separate Ways DLC comes out next week, son. Next week. A lot. So it has the has uh, the Separate Ways DLC for Ada Wong, and it also has uh, Wesker and Ada added to the Mercenaries. Uh, okay, well, also they, they showed us um, PSVR 2, Final, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, Resident Evil 4 <laughs> Remix VR, uh, uh, PlayStation VR mode is uh, coming out, uh, gets a winter release window. Um, let me see what's the actual date on that. I don't see that. All right, big news. Um, yeah, I'll go skip on that. Big news uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora gets a new story trailer. And a release date of December seventh. Can we do it? It's packed, packed this year. So this is great. Can't wait to play that. Uh, let's see. So uh, they show more. Apparently, this I got. I got a little description right here. So you will be playing as a Navi who was kidnapped by humans and raised as a child soldier on Pandora. So this basically takes place after the first movie, but in between, I mean, in between the first and the second. Yeah, I believe so. we talked about this at length when it got showed at, like, Summer yeah. Games Fest or something like that. Yeah, because I'm actually excited about this game. I thought I was, I, I initially thought I wasn't that excited about it, but the more information that came out mm-hmm. and the more stuff they showed about it, it looks pretty amazing. And honestly, I want to kill RDA people. So, yes, let's do this. It's like if you, I mean, you don't watch Avatar, so you don't get it. But those movies have a way of connecting with you and just pulling your heartstrings, uh, you know, low hanging fruit, essentially. Like it's easy to align yourself with people who want to burn down forests. You know, it's like, yeah, let's kill them. You know, it's like the villains are so hateable. You, you just want to, you want to rise up and take them out. You know, you know, you just said that so wrong, right? What do you mean? You said you want to align yourself with people who want to burn down forests. I said you want to align yourself against people who burn down for us. You said what, though? But you know, you you meant what I knew. Okay, so um, Hell Divers Two. Yeah, Hell Divers Two. Got a release date and a gameplay trailer. It looks okay. Also, um, they finally gave us a gameplay trailer as opposed to that weird. What was it? It was just like a weird cinematic trailer that we got in uh, the Game yeah. Awards. That was like basically. Uh, Ghostbusters: Rise of the Ghost Lord is out next month on um, B, uh, PSVR two. Uh, let's see, yeah, Foam um, Foam Masters or Foam Stars. I'm sorry, Foam Star comes out um, in beta. Um, when is that? Uh, October first? No, it, no, I'm sorry, September 29th to October first. Okay. Uh, Tales of Arise has a, a DLC called. Uh, Beyond the Dawn looks cool. Um, yeah, that's those are pretty much the biggest announcements for State of Play. And uh, they talked about uh, Baby Steps, which is basically a game from the creators of Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. So that'll be out on uh, PC and PlayStation next summer. Yeah. Also, and another. Um, yes, yeah, I that. Yeah, I got I got cosmetics. So due to the fact that. Uh, PlayStation has run out of a the Spider-Man skins. D-Brand, who I believe we talked about during the inception of this podcast, or whenever 
you know, PS3s came out, they have decided to release their own Spider-Man skins uh, for your PS5. And also at the State of Play, PlayStation has announced the The Earth Collection, which is brand new PlayStation uh, plates and controllers. So they will be available in the colors of metallic red, metallic blue, and metallic silver. I ain't gonna lie, that silver one look fire though. I would get that silver skin. Or, or even the red. Hmm. Uh, so, um, it looks like... Hang on. Take it, why is this page not loading? There we go. So, um, yeah, it looks like Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition is um, uh, is rated is spotted on the rating board and should see a very uh, a very uh, a, a PC release very soon. Uh, let me see. I know I just saw the headline where it stated the date recently. Let me um, pull this up. You got the article. What? I had the article for a second. I don't know where it, I don't know where it went. Um, but yeah, it's. I want to say it's coming like really quick, like faster than I thought it was. Hey yo! Because now I'm like, I don't see anything. I just clicked show. on the article you posted in the chat. No, it's not in that Second. one. That's why. Oh, yeah, okay. no, it's not in that. That's why. Oh, right, here we go. Okay, it's coming. Okay, so hang on. So the complete edition. Okay, so for, for the Forbidden West complete edition is reportedly coming to PC alongside the PS5 edition. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty uh that's pretty soon. You said that, but you didn't you just literally I didn't, said, oh, I'm gonna Yeah, but I didn't Right, well I didn't say that it was coming alongside it. So whenever we're getting the PS5 edition, we're getting the PS uh the PC edition. And hang on. Uh blah 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 in a reliable that's source insane. said that it's coming out to Steam and Epic Games sometime in the next thirty days. Though to be clear, it's not specified is the specific date. So this is very soon. Next thirty days, that's that's pretty much around the corner. So there you go. That's as good as they we're gonna get. Yeah. Um yeah, guys. Uh no cos I mean not cosplay, no crossplay for Mortal Kombat one either, by the way. So. At launch, geez, at launch. They're working on it. Calm down. Man, we'll see. Usually. Yeah, at launch. They're gonna fix it. They said they're they're the deals are working on it to fix all the the of uh, the stuff. Also, um, uh, on speaking of Mortal Kombat One, uh, in addition to a bunch of other character shows that came out recently, one that's most notable uh, is the addition of Natara, who is played by um, uh, Megan Fox, voiced by Megan Fox. Which uh, I mean, I think they did this on purpose because of her portrayal in Jennifer's body like thirteen years ago. When did Jennifer Body come uh, out? I want to say like 2009, 2010. Yeah, a while back. Wait, long time ago. Anyway, so yeah, honestly, I kind of see it, and it's definitely giving Jennifer's Body's vibe. And I'm a low, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a pretty big fan of that movie. Uh, in retrospect, definitely a cult Apparently, classic. So, uh, Chris Pratt was in this movie, and Kyle Gowner, Gowner, um, and J.K. Simmons. In Jennifer's body, yeah, I don't recall exactly. I just remember Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried. Didn't even know. Didn't even remember that Adam Brody was in it. Yeah, good movie though. Definitely go back and watch it. It didn't get enough uh, just. Uh, it didn't get just due. You know. 
did it? Are you sure? Because I could have sworn we talked about this movie. Nah, it, it did it though. I don't think it did. Hang on, thirty one. No, no, no. Yeah, it yeah. bombed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad marketing. Um. Also, they released a preview of Assassin's Creed Mirage, and uh, so far, people like the return to form that it's representing. Yes. I don't know if I don't Can know. You if still I would... climb up without jumping off the building. You the you're the only one that has that problem, sir. You're the only one that has this problem. You're the only one that has this problem. You're, you're the only one that has this problem. You're the so only made, one that complains about this. So I had I made the meme all those years ago when the guy said climb up and the guy jumped off the building and threw his controller into the TV. So I drew that meme. It, bro, I keep telling you that was le- a legit thing. Yeah, but guess what? It's not a problem anymore. You don't want to complain well, about it. That meme well, came out like 20 years ago. It's not a problem anymore. All right? You're the I mean, only one having an issue with that. Not even 20 years old. It's close to 20 years old, but guess what? Eh. I don't, okay, I don't know. Like I said, I came into Assassin's Creed during the modern era. I don't know if I want to see a return to form so much. I miss the, the, the idea that you can change the gender of the main character. I don't know. I miss it, Desmond. I miss F Desmond. Desmond. Desmond sucks. He was not. A, he was not interesting. He was not interesting. Uh, yeah, but he became interesting, dude. You still think about Desmond from Assassin's Creed One during the whole Enzio era in Assassin's Creed Three? Desmond actually got a backbone, learned how to fight and everything. So you got to play as Desmond a little bit. So it's not like you just walk to the Animus and that was it. All right. Anyways, this new guy. Hopefully, he's interesting. I don't know. Like I said, we. I'll wait and see, but so far it's positive. Yeah, it just feels I just feel like, bro, they they kind of dropped the ball because they didn't know what they wanted to do with Assassin's Creed after they were like, oh, we got it. we killed off Desmond. Whatever will we do? So that's why Black Flag, it was all in a first person perspective with some random, you know, dude working at Abstergo because they harvested D- Desmond's organs. And that's oh, how they right. were yeah, no the one. Animus. No one, yeah, they they really screwed. They screwed that side of the story. That's why they don't look at it anymore. Yeah, that's why Layla Hassan. That's why she's been the main character in the modern era for so long. And all she does is just hop into the animus and hop into the animus. So she, I mean, she, she's she's interesting. What what her motives are and what she's going on. Yeah, she's, you know. Anyways, what's our? Oh, oh, actually, hang on. Another thing. Um, Apparently, Hades two enters early access in Q two of twenty twenty four. If you remember, Hades, uh, Hades is 2 is a sequel to Hades 1, the widely popular uh, roguelite that came out um, a couple years ago. I like this. So, yeah, I can't wait for Honestly, this one. It might have been two years ago. It feels like, I don't know. But, uh, no, Hades, Hades came out in like 2021, I think. I think. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. Wasn't 2020. No, I like it was 2021. I feel like it was two years ago, dude. But, uh, that. They also announced that there will be a Johnny Cage DLC uh, Bloodsport skin. So you will get to play as John. Okay, so you will get to play as John Claude Van Damme. No wait, hang on. I'm tripping. Let me see when it was released. Okay, it was released on um, Windows 2020 and then PS5 uh, the consoles 2021. But yeah, so any more video game news? Uh, I think we got most of all of it. Oh, so there was a very popular game on on Steam. It was called Only Up. This game apparently was 
just like selling like crazy and the creator of the game has removed it from Steam due to stress and he's just like I'm over it I just want to put this game behind me we haven't had this happen in like a long time dude last time we had this happen was Flappy Bird wait so the, the creator because of success of the game he took it down yes so yeah I, mean, I guess suffering from success Yes. I'm not putting the DJ Khaled um cover up there. We the best no. I don't I don't need him. DJ Khaled You know, trying to track us down. Be like, yo Did you actually use my cover art? Like, yeah, DJ Khaled's a douchebag anyways. Who cares? I don't know if he's a douchebag. He doesn't like performing cunnilingus on his wife. He's a douchebag. Apparently, apparently, men who, who perform conlingus on their on their partners are weak or not manly or something. So no, I don't think he said that. He did say that. I'm gonna look more into that because I don't believe he said that. Dude, right. he said that. Samir, no, yes. stop it. We're not telling. What? Okay, because what? Stop, stop looking up DJ Khaled. What? Huh? Stab you, bro. Well, he, okay, yeah, DJ Keller says he does not perform all sex on women. This is from a, this is a long that. time ago. Uh, yeah, in an interview like, that researches from 2015, I'm talking about the that you said that people who do it are weak and whatnot. That's yeah, what I'm I mean, I could I could go into his profile. I could go think a second. Uh, a no woman should pray. Cares. His quote was, "You you keep you keep saying, oh, he didn't say that, and you also right, let's play devil's advocate." No. Dead no. Dead. I'm telling you, we said a, wo- a woman. A woman should praise the man, the king. How is this nerd right? related? As you, if you if you are holding it down for your woman, I feel like the woman should uh, should praise you. All right, a man should praise. A man should praise a queen, but you know my way of praising it is called ha 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 ha. I was dinner. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished. So he doesn't I think it's. I yeah. got no more talking. That's right. You like the house you living in? You like them clothes? I know what he said, dude. I can actually post. I can find the fucking video. All right, there you go. And I and I didn't know this resurfaced. But like I said, how is this nerve related? DJ Khaled, we the best. I said he's a douchebag. You said I don't think he's a douchebag, and I had to prove to you why he's a douchebag. So because once again, opinion, he's a douchebag. He doesn't perform moral sex on his wife, and we don't know if she performs it on him. Apparently he should. Apparently he says he should. Apparently it's mandatory, according to his um his uh, rhetoric there. Uh, all right, moving on. Moving on. X Men: Days of Future Past. So, uh, Simon Kinberg, who was a producer on pretty much all the X Men movies, and also directed X Men: Dark Phoenix. Then he sucks. Go on. Um. Yeah, Simon, please shut the fuck up. Okay. What he said, Simon. Okay, so, all right, hold on. Actually, find it. So he was doing an interview with um, Polygon, and he basically said that X Men: Days of Future Past paved the path for multiverse movies. He said there's a there was a lot of, there wasn't a lot of pushback from the studio. Although paying all those actors, I don't think they were wild about that. But it was success. It was a successful film. Simon, shut up. Your film isn't multiversal. It's time travel. 
Those are two different things. Okay. Well, I gotta say, go into I gotta a say, different universe. He literally went is, back in time to the second. It is very telling because they can't figure out how Kitty's prize powers work. So you know what? This mistake is very on, it's on brand. Freaking retard. What? Not? I shouldn't have said that. I retract that. Yep. <laughs> no, I retract that statement. They're not bright. Yeah, like, yeah I, I, I mean, I, I mean, Simon, shut up for life, okay? I'm, I'm pretty sure you are not going to be. Ah, damn it! What? He is the EP on Invasion on Apple TV. Invasion on Apple TV. What about it? He's the producer and creator of Invasion. I was just getting okay. ready to say. I hope. You, I hope. You, I was just getting ready to say. I hope you're not working. <laughs> Why? Did you want to watch Invasion? Yes. I mean, okay. So, so it, honestly, it might be a good show just because he's a showrunner on it. Look, just, okay. Here's the thing: some people shouldn't touch pre-existing properties because maybe they can't handle other people's work. If they can make their own stuff and it's good, oh, more, more power to them. But when they touch other people's stuff, it turns to garbage. I see it happen all the time. But yeah. So, um, just shut up. get brief. All right. So I just want to tack on like to a bunch of movie news right now. So. Uh, Gabuni is no longer going to pl- play El Muerto, so that movie is on hold indefinitely until they find a replacement for Bad Bunny. Good. All right. Let it stay in development hell. Put it on the shelf. All right. All right. So Sam Pressman, who is a producer on the Crow reboot starring Bill Skarsgård, he said, it's not a Marvel film. It's kind of anti-Marvel. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. What does that mean? So. Is it a standalone film? We, yeah. He said, we're finally at a part where we can really explore all those other avenues because it's such a unique property and that it is not a studio film. Uh, it kind of is. It's not a Marvel film. It's kind of an anti-Marvel film. I have the highest hopes for that. And I really love what Molly Hassell has done, pushing it up the hill. And Rupert Sanders um, is such a visionary. So, um, honestly, I like Bill Skarsgård. I do not like Rupert Sanders. Why don't you like Rupert Sanders? Ghost in the Shell. He directed that. Okay, let me get this straight. This guy has a nerve. To talk shit about Marvel no, films. No, 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 no. The producer was talking ah, producer. about Marvel films, yes. But he's he's saying like, oh, you know, I got, you know, I'm I'm proud of what they're working on. All right, and so he I said, mean, the did you hire the guy that did Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, he said the crow has been a very central, uh, very central and integral part of our company, and I'm really proud of the progress and the work that has been done. I think the movie is just going to blow people away. Our partners want to approach it in a very 360 way, whether it be video games, an animated series, or a universe, but it's got this cosmic le- legacy that can expand beyond a singular story, which is very true because James O'Barr wrote several different Crow stories. So Eric Draven wasn't the only Crow. There's actually There was actually a Crow book done by, I want to say, IDW a few years ago. James O'Barr might have written that one, but there's always been different crows. That's why, you know, 
the franchise kept growing. I mean, I don't think any of those movies were based off of any other comic book characters. So like um, City of Angels, Wicked Prayer, uh, Salvation. I still can't believe Kirsten Dunst was in a Crow movie. Yeah, she was in the Crow Salvation. Okay. And David Borges. I mean, by, by then, the movies sucked anyways, though. Like, the, 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 the second and third Crow movies weren't good. I think there's five all together, dude. Let's look this up real quick. They're all bad, except the first one. All right, here we go. Sequels. So, yeah, The Crow, City of Angels. The Crow, Stairway to Heaven. Oh, that's the TV show. I remember that show. The show was fire. Uh, the Crow Salvation. And The Crow Wicked Prayer was the last one with Eddie Furlong as um, the lead. You know, uh, you remember Eddie Furlong, little uh, John Connor yeah. from Terminator 2? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Child star didn't, didn't hit adulthood, didn't do him so good. He's not doing so great. Yeah, I mean, is he even still acting? Uh, he did a TV show. Oh, that was a documentary. He was on... Okay, that's a fanfic. Uh, he did an episode of The Glades in 2012. Uh, he's got two movies supposed to be coming out this year. But, no, nah, he ain't really acting no more. But I'm just like, come on, man. Don't You don't have to call it anti-Marvel. I mean, the crow is his own thing. It's just been his own little indie bubble. It doesn't have. I, don't, I still don't know what that means. So, so I'm guessing that's what he means because there's no, there's no, you know, crow, crow universe. There's no, you know, Earth, whatever, whatever. There's no multiverse or anything. They're they're all standalone stories. So I mean, that's all. I, I guess that's all I got. Yeah, but I mean, you have to say, oh, it's anti-Marvel. All right, so. Another big wig who we kind of just said, you know, you can go to hell, David Zaslav. He has said that Warner Brothers has underutilized Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and the DC franchises. He said, I think um, they haven't, I mean, I think they utilize them too much in some cases. He said they want to have a real plan around DC and bring others back for shareholder value. So we already talked about the Lord of the Rings movie that has been postponed. Uh, People don't want to watch any DC movies because Scott Snyder left. That's why Blue Beetle didn't make any money. That's why Shazam Fury of the Gods didn't make any money. What? I feel like something came out in between Shazam and Blue Beetle. Was there another DC movie this year or was it just those two? Or am I just tripping? No, Shazam, Blue two. Beetle. And Aquaman. That's it. Oh, The Flash. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> Can we talk about something right now? Okay, so okay. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Aquaman trailer in a little bit, but I, I'm like, I'm gonna stop you right there. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I've been busy all day. I mean, I can watch it as I've been busy. No, we're not doing we're not doing reaction videos. I'm not gonna do a reaction video. I'm just gonna watch it as we talk about. it. I'm pulling it up now. Just go ahead. Oh my talk. god! I'm what we're talking I know, about. Like, you gotta get things about it. Like um. What you call on all the smoke? This is this is a this is a uh, a movie about brothers basically, and that the trench was supposed to be uh, low key a uh, uh, um, black manta movie, and I'm looking at it now. So he's got a kid. So yeah, it is an issue I have with this. It's a whole problem with this whole situation. So they cut back 
Amber Heard's involvement in the film. She yeah, don't. She don't. She got. It. We got. She got one scene in this whole trailer, and I'm thinking like they gave Ezra Miller a whole movie after their shenanigans, repeated shenanigans, and she gets into a marital dispute with her ex, her now ex husband, and I'm like, they take a movie away from her. I'm. I don't know. It's not fair. It's what I'm saying. In retrospect, it's not fair. It really isn't. Okay, Samir. So I get it. But at the same time, I'm saying we got an Aquaman movie where it it, it involves his kid, but his his baby mama ain't there. It feel like they had they brought back Nicole Kidman just because they didn't want to use Amber Heard. Well, apparently James Wan was doing an interview. That's why all this is coming back up. He said that this was the plan even before they just. You know, it was supposed to be about, you know, Arthur and Orm, you know, um, you know, trying to find that brotherhood because, you know, they fought in the first one. But, I mean, who knows how much stuff she actually shot before they were like, cut it down some more, cut it down some more, cut it down some more. So here's the question. Do you think this movie is going to break a billion dollars like the first one? No. I'll be very surprised if it does. He got the black trident. But yeah, I mean. Yo, also, man, I gotta say, there has never been a bigger hater in, in, in comic book history. No, that's true. Zoom is a hater, too. Um, I ain't never seen a hater. No, <laughs> the black man to suck. Don, I'm sorry. Don is a goddamn hater, but it's like, but so is black man to. I ain't never seen someone who is, has so much un. Just, just so much unjustified uh, hate on somebody. Like you acting like you and your dad wasn't running around game banging and, and effing up lives. You know, it's like you acting like your dad wasn't on that that ship causing all that havoc and got his ass whooped. All right, and then died because of that shit. Like it's not like y'all sitting in y'all house chilling and then you know, like what was the what's the actual uh, storyline for um. For a black man, so he, was his dad? Were they always pirates, or was it something else? It's pretty much that. It's, it's more. Yeah. Okay. Right, and then I think he he caused Arthur's dad to have a heart attack or something. Like that, right? Is that what was that what went down? Something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, they, that's how they got. Yeah, that's how they got Laura on the beef. Anyways, black man, so just chill. Like, bruh, <laughs> like yo, I ain't even seen it. It's like, good god. Nah, it's beef for life. Apparently, it's like kill kid, 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 fiasco. Kill your kid. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't, don't talk about that, dude. <laughs> Why? I'm talking to Loco about that all the damn time. He's like, yo, so what's going on with kid? Don't tell me, bro, Cuddy. It's like, and Lupe, Cuddy is beyond it. Like, Lupe would just randomly just get on Twitter and just like, yo, fuck Cuddy. Yeah, it's like, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Lupe fiasco is the reverse flash of hip hop. Like, if he could go back in time, he would push Cuddy down a flight of stairs like Thon did Barry. That was me, Barry. I pushed you down a flight of stairs at eight years old. You ever wonder why you always missed the bus? It was me. Yeah, I mean, um, oh my the trailer looks good. I don't know if make any money because, you know, all those Snyder bros are just... It's, I don't think it's the Snyder... It's not the Snyder bros. It's, I think it's... These Blow. films don't feel like... They, they don't matter. These films don't matter. That's what it is. And it's like you can do a film like The Batman, and it'll do well. 
or Joker and it'll do well. But if you're going to tote something as a shared universe and your films feel like they don't matter to each other, it, 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 I can skip this one. It's just that's what it is. Like the average the average person doesn't go to the, mo- the movie uh, more than like once every a couple of months. You know, it's okay. it's very rare that someone goes to a movie theater almost every weekend. Okay, so answer this question for me. Do you think people feel that way about Marvel movies? Because I know they feel that way about the Disney Plus shows. Because remember, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania didn't make any money, and you know that was yeah. Up, I think that was set up in Loki. I- Right. Basically, people are getting fatigued for, first of all, they got to watch everything and either A, they can't keep up or B, they're not invested anymore. And I think um, Disney overestimated the uh, overestimated the investment that people may have in their property. That's all. And now all you have left is fanboys. That's why Traffic got fired. But even then, I really don't feel like that, you know, everything has to be connected. Motif ever worked with DC because think about it, dude. What the fuck was Suicide Squad connected to? It was literally like five five minutes of like, oh, Superman died. I gotta put a team together. That was it. Birds of Prey. Huh? What was that connected to? She left Joker at the end of Suicide Squad, eh, and now she's back in the Suicide Squad? It's like... Uh, well, it's like that in the comic also. And even then, everything is still stand alone even in Marvel like all I mean really the only thing you ever really had to watch with Marvel was like a mid credit or a post credit scene to get the setup for the next movie kind of yeah like well, Iron Man it, I, Nick Fury it, I want to talk to you about it, the Avenger Initiative the Incredible so Hulk. here's here's the issue with that it is starting to become more oh this is another Infinity Stone Avengers Thanos uh what the hell was the post credit scene for the first Guardians uh, Thanos. Was it Thanos? No. I get it myself. The Collector. No, that was Thor: The Dark World. That's Thor: The Dark World. Okay. No, no. The the Collector was in Thor: The Dark World because they gave him the first Infinity Stone. Right. The Ether. Post credit. Yeah. yeah. The post credit was after Nowhere got destroyed and how the double was just throwing. But yeah, so you really only need post credit scenes for Marvel. <laughs> well, until the Disney Plus era, because nothing was connected. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing was truly connected. So it's it's starting it's starting to get glaring because it's like the idea that you can't. There be some real world ending crises in some of these. Like Secret Invasion, I feel like Fury should have called it. Secret Invasion was very isolated. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I mean, it's it's kind of isolated, but not because it's supposed to set up for Captain America: Brave New World. Because in that movie, Thunderbolt Ross is the president. And it also connects to the Marvels as well. Well, I mean, let's hope let's hope you know, Secret Invasion doesn't stink up the the, the multiverse or the uh, continuity because that was not a good show. Nah, I mean we got the Marvels coming out in November, so that's it. Gaia is a terrible character, and I like him in the Clark. Samir posted this one, and I'm going to talk about this one because I'm kind of covering movie news since he pretty much did all the video game news. Why do we keep getting these horror movies based off of uh, fairy tales and nursery rhymes? So we got a Mary Had a Little Lamb and a Three Blind Mice. We got those two now are, you know, horror movies. Look, if you can stick the landing, it's good. If you can't, then then yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. these two are going to be another Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, because 
what did I say was being adapted into a horror movie? Cinderella, which is supposed to be coming out next year. It's like, how does that work? Is she just going to be obsessed with the prince and she goes back and kills her family and goes on a murder spree? If I remember correctly, uh, Cinderella, uh, there's actually, no, because, so it depends on how they go with it, because the original storytelling is Cinderella, uh, the birds pick out one of the sister's eyes. Yes. There's body mutilation. Um, there's a lot of other, so you can go pretty yes. dark with those. You some have of those to stories. read the original Grimm's fairy tales for this stuff. That's why I was mad that people were mad that Halle Bailey got cast as Ariel. It's like, y'all do know the original Little Mermaid was green, right? Read the damn Dutch fairy tale. Don't go with the Disney shit. <laughs> and everyone's mad at Rachel Ziegler. She got his shit on Snow White. It's like, bro, how you shitting on your own movie? Yeah, the mm-hmm. prince is stalking her and everything. I'm like, yeah, I like <laughs> Oh, yeah. But uh, um, also, I got two more bits of movie news, and then I guess we can get into our reviews. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking of kid, don't chase me, bro, Cuddy. I did that for you, Loco. Uh, he actually auditioned. Why do you keep saying that? Because Kid Cuddy got tasered once. And that was a thing when it, when it actually happened. And every time I talk to Loco... And I mentioned Kid Cuddy. He's like, you mean Kid Don't Taze Me, Bro Cuddy? Yeah, but he didn't don't say that. I don't he know. He I didn't mean, say I never bothered to look, look it up. But yeah, so... The Don't Taze Me, Bro guy is someone else. Yeah, but he might have also said it. But so I don't Kid Cuddy... Yeah, Kid Cuddy was... Uh, he was going on a tweet, uh, a tweet spree. He does this every now and then. Like, he'll go and be a recluse, and then, you know, he'll come back out and just, like, tweet a bunch of stuff. And he was actually talking about losing the main role in Get Out to Daniel Kaluuya. He said, I wish I got Get Out. I auditioned and Jordan was impressed. And I thought I ate that shit up. I was so salty that I didn't even get, that he didn't even go see it in the theater when it came out. But yeah, he said Daniel was the best choice. So how do you feel about that? How do you feel like if I agree. multiverse. Daniel Kaluuya was. I mean, Kid Cudi's a good actor. I I can't really I can't really think of him in that role now because Dan Kaluuya owned it so well. But I'm sure Kid Cudi would have been fine as well. Yeah. Uh, quick question: Where are we reviewing the creator, or does it depend on the the rating score? We can review it. Okay. I want to I want to see that movie. Say, don't be on that. Uh, don't be on that BS again. We should just shit on BS last week. Oh, oh well, actually, we should talk about that. So, um, what, okay, we talked so, about it last week for twenty minutes. Yeah, but the new information came out. Actually, you reminded me for bringing that up. I almost, I totally oh, forgot oh, actually shit, that shit, we were going to come back in with the redacted information. So, it, it, more information came out. Well, about let me that, get this um, off real quick. Let me get this off real quick. So, uh, oh my baseball God, season up. started. Baseball season started last week. And what did I do? It. They had people dressed as the uh, the robots from the creator, so they had like the back of their heads missing and everything, and people were freaking out because these were just regular people in the um in 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 the in the stands. So somebody all right. Like, so the these these poor people guy? had to sit. These poor people had to sit in the stands in this hot ass um stadium and had, wear this makeup. It's I'm pretty sure it's just a prosthetic that they just put on the back of their heads. Like if you just it put sounds their hot backwards. It sounds hot. It's like, yo, have you been outside recently? Okay. Did I, you I look know. at the picture? Samir, did you look at the picture? Because this dude yeah. is wearing a long I see shirt. It. 
as well as a LA Chargers jersey. And I'm it's, sorry, it, I mean, it looks all. It look it looks it looks really hot. Yeah. Also, football MLB, who cares? Come on, man. But go ahead and give me your Rotten Tomatoes stuff. All right. So anyway, so we talked about Rotten Tomatoes and how uh, there's an article that came out recently that uh, basically implicated that the review process for Rotten Tomatoes is compromised because um, Bunker 15, uh, a PR firm, uh, basically paid a bunch of lesser known Nigga, um, get to the, get, critics. Skip the recap. Get to the main point. I'm I'm context. So yeah, lesser known critics to give positive scores to a movie, uh, the movie um, Ophelia that came out in 2018, right? I think, yes. and it dropped. It, it basically climbed it from a 40 something to a 60 something, right? Which was brought it into the fresh range. Now here's the kicker. All right, so first off, the article by Vulture, um, it it. it I can't really, in good conscience. That's, that's the article that that's a, the publication that put the article out. No, but you said so, culture, like, but discussed. So I can't, in good conscience, call that actual journalism. The data that they they used to um, that they employed isn't really all right. So they cherry picked. First off, there's only one documented incident of of that. They only pulled up one incident, which was Ophelia, right? So basically, now granted, Rotten Tomatoes is, is still not right what they did, but it only happened once. The PR firm for this movie paid those uh, guys this one time, and and that's how that's that's what happened, right? So mm-hmm. there's no there's no evidence that it happens uh, frequently or at all. It might just happen just at one time, and generally speaking, most film critics is very frowned upon in the industry. To take uh, money for positive scores, they don't do it, right? So, uh, in addition to that, the article also went on to criticize uh, Ryan Tomatoes for the, uh, basically increasing the number of critics that they have on their um, in their in their um, employ or that they use to review movies, and they sort of went on saying that diversifying the uh, a number of authors and th- a number of critics. And uh, pulling from minorities and women, how they they basically said that they they went woke or something like that. I'm like, all right, that's a weird sense to take a vulture. Like, what are you trying to, you know? So honestly, the more I look at that article, the more I'm like, it, it looks. It, I don't know. I, I I'm starting to question the validity of the the whole stance that they're taking here. Essentially, yeah, it's wrong that it it sucks that they paid those couple of art, uh, critics to inflate the. The, the reviews on the flip side of it though the you seems like they have an axe to grind for the um the film journalism industry also they seem to be you know cherry picking data so i'm not entirely well, sure if it's said, a, so apparently it said that some of these reviewers also i think they said eight other films they just chose Ophelia as Oh, here we go. Between October uh, 2018 and January 2019, Rotten Tomatoes added eight reviews to Ophelia's score. Seven were favorable. Most of them came from critics who have reviewed at least one other Bunker 15 movie. <clears throat> the writer of a negative review says that Bunker 15 lobbied them to change it. If a critic wanted to give it a barely overall positive, then I do know the editors at Rotten Tomatoes and can get it switched. A Bunker 15 employee wrote, I also discovered another negative review of Ophelia from this period that was not counted by Rotten Tomatoes by a writer whose positive reviews of other Bunker 15 films have been recorded by the aggregator. 
So they didn't but, yeah, so it's all, Cecilia, but they reviewed other things that were right. But it sounds like it's, it sounds like the whole situation is, is centered around Ophelia and not any other yeah. film or not subsequent films after or before it. So basically, it sounds like it's one incident that they wanted a movie to do well, and this movie in particular. Um, had a, a very rocky uh, showing at a film festival, and they knew Off Rip it wasn't going to do well, so they preemptively got a PR from involved with it, and that's that's the the kicker there. So, like I said, I don't know if this if this is the definite uh, evidence that Rotten Tomatoes is not a good metric to grade movies on. It is and it isn't. So, yes, it's it, you definitely should do be more nuanced with your choice of movie reviews. Yeah, you still can use Rotten Tomato as a grading scale. It's not, you know, the system still works. It's just have more, have more discretion. Essentially, that's all I'm saying. Well, I can honestly tell you that a lot of directors hate you know, um, Rotten Tomatoes. So well, yeah. Martin Scorsese said that it reduces the director to content uh, to a content manufacturer and the viewer to an unadventurous consumer. Brett Ratner called it the destruction of our business, but insiders acknowledge that it's still becoming a crucial arbiter. And publicists actually say that their jobs revolve around the site. So within the last 10 years or so, um, Quentin Tarantino just flat out said he hates it because, and I quote, people are too lazy to view things for themselves. So sounds like Quentin Tarantino agrees with me. Just go and see it and get a feel for it your damn self. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 uh it's not exactly clear as cut as that in my opinion, Bernard. You can go see a movie for itself, but again, there's a lot of movies get released in in a in a month period alone. So it's really easy to pigeonhole yourself if you just look at if you just see what gets released as opposed to digging in and looking at a wide scale of uh, of movies. And if you can't divide them based on you know their scale their grading, I mean. I don't know. I can get pretty confused in that way, sir. And you might end up watching a lot of movies you don't like or you or wouldn't have been uh, something you picked in the first place. Yeah, but that can go either way, Samir. You can you can awesome. watch a trailer for a movie that you thought was going to be good, but you know it's got a shitty score on Rotten Tomatoes or it got a problem score on Rotten Tomatoes and you did not like it or you did like it. That's why I just say I don't even use Rotten Tomatoes to grade movies. I just go based off of what I see. I mean, because I'll watch a trailer for something and, you know, if I make the time to see it, I'll see it. But, I mean, like I just said, I mean, that's why I don't use the whole, oh, it's fresh. I must go see it. Can I see a trailer first? And that's... I can, only speak, I, can only speak, I can only speak anecdotally. When I stopped caring about trailers and what a movie likes and, and if a movie fits into my preferences, I actually got a much, you know, more eclectic taste in movies because of that. I like to just blame watching movies. And that's just how I do things. So. Right. It's not about what it's, what, it's, what it's about. It's about what it's, you know, whether it's good. And, you know, I like to figure that out, you know, as I watch it. And, you know, Ryan Tomatoes has helped out a lot, helped out with that a great deal. All right. But, yeah, uh, let's get into the reviews. What do you want to do first? One Piece? Because that's three episodes. Uh, let's do One Piece because... Uh, what? Well, how far are you up to One Piece? I literally stopped at episode four. Oh, <laughs> oh God, bro, you took it so long, my my dude. You said we were going to review an episode a week. 
Yeah, I know. Let's let's knock it out faster because it's like everyone's already seen it and it got it got greenlit for season two because it's how popular it is. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just that canceled good. because of this damn strike. Like, well, I mean I that won't be that won't be because of the because of the uh, show. It was because of the the writer strike. That's not the I same thing. Just said because of the strike. I didn't say because of the show. All right, so um, episode two really wasn't a feeling. Yeah, we got to see Bumpy the Clown. So I love that his uh, costume. I'm pretty much I'm laying out on the entire season. Every costume design, character design, everything looks on point. Everyone looks so goddamn good. The dedication to the um, aesthetic is just chef's kiss. Um, I I love the fact that you have your creator um, involved in the show. I mean, yes and no. I guess I've seen plenty of times where creators involved in the show, in a movie or show, and it looks like garbage. Like what? Liga is short name of gentleman. Okay, so no. Alan oh, let me actually talk about that real quick. Alan Moore, you know, the guy who we said is like a drunken I don't know what the fuck is his deal, but he told Warner Brothers, Hey, uh, from here on out, any residual checks you send me from like Watchmen, V for Vendetta, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, donate it to Black Lives Matter. So you get props from me for that. But other than that, I still think you batshit crazy. How much? How much of those checks at this point, anyways? I, I don't know. I mean, who knows? But he just said, "Hey, give it to Black Lives Matter." Watchmen came out two thousand nine. Like, like how big are those checks at this point? What was it just he getting I mean, still? I mean, they still make you know Blu-rays and stuff, and who knows? Due to the fact that he's a creator, so he might get a bigger percentage than you know the writer of the film and the actors. But who knows? But um, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't blame Alan Moore for you know just trying to cake for his uh his property, and then you know Warner Brothers kind of ruined it. Only cool thing about uh, not Watchmen, uh, I believe for sure, any gentleman was the car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Lego Detroit Magenta was a weird uh, choice to adapt, anyways. To be honest, right? Like. <laughs> They're like, oh crap! What do we do? No one wants to see Superman because Superman Returns. I mean, Superman Returns made money, but at the same time, it was like everyone hated it. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. I was just like, really? So Clark just had a kid with Lois and just said, "I'm leaving, <laughs> never coming back again." I don't know. All right, uh, going okay. So going back to One Piece, let's not get sidetracked. Yeah. So the uh, again, uh, yeah. So the adherence to the aesthetic and the dedication to um, to just the makeup design, the um, the costuming, everything's on point. The show is just doing its damnedest, and right now it's just it's doing it, it's putting in work. It, it's in its bag, and um, I also love that every episode everyone's in different uh, uh, clothing. They are so that's great. Yeah, every episode the shirts the shirts change, the pants change. Everyone looks. Everyone has different clothes every episode. I didn't notice it in episode two. I did notice it, you know, when they got to um, Usopp and, you know, uh, old girl. Yeah, every episode, like, they, they change out their uh, wardrobe. Their, their clothing. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty dope. Yeah, episode two, I really wasn't feeling, but I was like, why the hell does this dude playing Buggy look familiar? And I was like, oh, crap, that's old boy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But that episode was kind yeah. of slow. So I think it three um, and four were good. I was actually I actually liked those two episodes. Oh, you actually liked them, huh? 
So you, I'm, I just said maybe give it to episode three or four, and then here, sure enough, you you starting to like it. It gets no. better from there. What you? I didn't what? say. It. Oh, this is fire! It's not like I'm getting geeked up. I liked it, dude. It's just like, yay! But, All right, well, um, keep watching. It gets amazing. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Um, old boy with the looking like a knockoff fucking Edward Scissorhands. What was his name again? Kuro. Yeah, Kuro. Like, Kuro, the black cats. Yeah, and it's like, dude, that everything was correct. Dude, that the, the the little glass lift he think he got doing. They did everything on point. So good. Also, I like to. Uh, also, uh, uh, one piece as a, as a property is great. So, uh, another note: they actually someone came out and uh, what did they say? Um, they said that uh, someone I forget why, but someone on TikTok I got into it with them because they criticized the um, uh, they criticized the One Piece show for only casting one uh, Japanese person in the cast, even though the property is from Japan. And uh, Ichiro Oda himself uh, has come out and said, no, this person is from this country, that person from that country. The only Japanese person in that cast is Zoro, uh, period. Like, Luffy is kinetically from Brazil. So his cast is on point. Nami's from Sweden, all right? Usopp is from, well, the only thing that he tripped up on was uh, Oda said Usopp is from Africa, which is a continent. So I was like, uh, not a country. Like he didn't play out a specific country in, in Africa, which is crazy. But um, what else? Um, he basically named out every single um, straw hat pirate and uh, and uh, what country they're from. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, guys. So, uh, so what you want to do? You want to you want to knock out the next four, the last four episodes next week? So uh, let's yeah, let's knock out the next four episodes. Yeah, yeah, because in two weeks we got I the want Gen V. Yeah, and also I really want to do the House of Usher for um uh, for October. If we're not doing the movie list thing, let's do I the House we of Usher. We're gonna do two movies, bro. I can't. We said we were gonna do two movies for October. All right, you said two movies a week or two movies a uh, um no just two uh, movies, the whole month, bro. Two movies the whole month because we bro because we're we're still gonna have only Ahsoka. we're still gonna have uh-huh. Doctor Who. Ahsoka's uh, almost done. Ahsoka's That's almost done. Weeks. But that goes right into Loki. Literally, the week after Ahsoka ends, Loki starts. Okay, so Loki's going to throw it over. I, don't, I think we can still be yeah. able to squeeze in. We just got to maybe cut down the news in that. In that I mean, how much news are we going to have in the end of month of October? I feel yeah. like we can. We were trying to cut down the news because you said you had something to do tonight. We were an hour and 20 minutes in. Oh, well, that, that fell through. So we can go ahead and keep the episode going. <laughs> exactly. But, That's um, why I'm like. Just but I'm saying it's October. I think we need to signify that it's a spooky month. We can't not be spooky the whole of October. I think that's a missed opportunity. Dead ass. Last year or the year before? Because every year, before. every year, because every year we don't do it. I want to do it this year. No, it's, no, it's, every year, it's October. Every year, no, every year we review one Halloween movie. Now you trying to get me to do four more? I just want to just do a full month of spookiness. That's all. It don't got to be the whole. I don't want to be every episode, but let's just do a lot more spooky movies. That's all. That's why I said Anyways. two movies, dude. But if you didn't, that said, if you didn't want to do the spooky movies, we could do the House of Usher and call it a day. I don't want to watch the House of Usher. It, it looks so. It looks so good though. So, so are you good with two movies? Of uh, the whole month? 
Yes, dude. All right, we'll, we'll we'll circle back to this. We'll circle back and negotiate later. Let's go on to the next review. N- negotiate, bro. We've been talking about this for two weeks now. Off what's, the the, what's the next review? What are we, what are we doing? Doctor doing? Who or Ahsoka? Because Doctor Who, we got what six episodes. Uh, let's not those out now because Ahsoka's the main point of the episode, anyways. All right, so let me pull up these episodes real quick. All right, Doctor Who. Series two episode list. All right, so we started with uh, the girl in the fireplace. All yeah. right, so so see, this is why I'm really thinking you're gonna like Doctor Who, especially if if you decide to go to Matt Smith because the girl in the fireplace was written by Stephen Moffat. Keep in mind, this is the same guy who wrote uh, the Doctor dances in um, what was it? I almost said the boy who lived, but that was Harry Potter. Uh, the two-parter with World War II where we got introduced to Captain Jack. Yeah. Yeah, so very good episode. What what'd you think, man? I think Besides the lady who it was played old girl forget it. Because that's what you kept saying. I think like, it's I, I would have went back too. I think it's sad and um Yeah, it was it was sad. I mean Oh well, I mean that and Rose getting jealous because the doctor um, was all was. I don't know. It's actually kind of not not looking back on it. It's a little. It's a little. Um, is this grooming? Did he groomed Madame de Pompadour. No, she made the move on. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, but I mean, it didn't feel weird to him. You saw this girl as a as a child, and he came up when she was young. I don't know. It it's like her he life. didn't. Dude, I get it. Once and when he, she was a little girl, and that was it. He came back; she was an adult. He didn't encourage it, but didn't it feel weird to him at all? I don't know. No. I, I, I thought that was something. No, you're out here trying to make the doctor <laughs> a groomer. What's wrong with you, bro? Right, just... But um, no, she was like, "Oh, this guy just pinstripe." Look, you can't, you can't. One week say, "Look, man, David Tennant is doing it as a straight." Hit her up, says Mel. I get it. <laughs> her, I say he's grooming her. I did say that. <laughs> you did say that last week. Hey, FC. But yeah, I mean, no, man. She, she, she just did that. I mean, and okay, so the same thing happened with Amy Pond when when Matt Smith first meets Amy. She's a little girl, but she didn't get infatuated with the doctor. She was just like, "Yo, this dude crashed in my backyard. He came in the house." He ate some apples. He ate some fish and custard. Some fish sticks and custard. He's the raggedy man. And no one believed her. So it was like... Uh, Alright, so let's talk about Rose. Yeah, let's talk about Rose um, getting her feelings over Being jealous? Shout out to my boy Mickey Smith. You know, despite the fact that he tried to destroy... um, Despite the fact that he tried to kill Starfleet. He was in Star Trek in the Darkness. Like first five minutes. Yes. Oh, that was him. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His daughter. Yeah. It was his daughter, man. He, he had to keep her. He had to save her. I know. But um, yeah. Child Mickey putting her in the spot. Aha! You see it now. Sarah Jane, uh, Madame de Pompadour, Cleopatra. Ah, Rose is just looking like second fiddle. <laughs> but yeah, man, I like Mickey. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean. I could take him a little. You, you, you'll get to like him. But, um, 
Oh, crap. Never mind. That's why he left. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Rose is jealous and, I mean, never showed any feelings whatsoever. Besides, like, oh, you know, we're traveling. We're having fun. Blah, 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 blah. But, oh, why are you talking to this bitch? Why are you telling this bitch to pack a bag? <laughs> yeah, like, what was the game plan there? Was he going to take her with them? Was he going to give her a tour? What was the plan there? He said, "Take a." He said, "Pack a bag." So she, he was obviously planning on taking her. He was going full Prince Ali. I can show you the world, shimmering, shimmering wonder. It's like he be. Like I said, man, his morals is all over the place. But um, look, the man is a right. child who likes to have fun, who gets in precarious situations. I get it, and he also likes to topple governments. All right. So moving oh on God. to the he didn't topple the government. He didn't become the dictator. He didn't elect himself prime minister of Britain. Okay, you just can't go around committing possible genocide because honestly, those aliens never come back. So she might have wiped that in, that entire race. They were slavers. They were slavers. I know. Out. Samira, Samira going for major pain. You want sympathy? <laughs> Look in the dictionary between shit. And syphilis. That's why you're fine, my All right, moving on. Uh, the Rise right. of the Cybermen. Okay, so um, the guy who played Lumic, did he look familiar to you? Uh, no. Okay, um, I'll give you a hint. What? Why are you, what are you laughing at, bro? <laughs> it's like, go who's the actor, man? Hurry up. Barty Crop Sr. Oh. From the Goblet of Fire, so father and son reunited. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so. I, go ahead. Rose is dumb. Bro, she never had a chance they, to spend time with her father. Good yeah, but they're they not her parents. They're not her parents. How many times have we talked? That's not your dad. That's not your okay, dad. Okay. He's not your dad. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm calling the Audible right now. Flag on the plate. If, you know, somebody with a uh, time-traveling phone booth popped outside your window and said, Samir, come on, let's go. And, you know, you just happen to stumble upon, you know, an alternate universe where your father's still alive. You're not going to go ask him some questions that you had. Look, come on, bro. Stop it. It depends on how alternate this world is, but probably not. It's basically the same except you were never born. You and your siblings were never born. So your parents are still married. You, you were never born. You are the family dog like Rose was. Yeah, um, probably not. Also, the doctor wouldn't like okay. me because I'll be trying to capital. I would try to capitalize on time travel to make myself rich. So we wouldn't get along. Okay, so I was going to say nineteen year old you because Rose is nineteen. So you thirty something. Nineteen year old me. I can't. I don't know because I'm not a. I know I wasn't that jaded back then at nineteen. He probably could have taught me into anything. Cause I'll be a child, all right. <laughs> all right, just saying, this is not the same thing. I'm not sure what 19 year old me would do because back then I wasn't as, as fully formed as I am now. That's At this point, I know what I am, I know what I am, and I know what I want, and I would go back in time to enrich myself because that's what anyone should do. And yeah, and that's why he's gonna leave you out there with the um, with the big ass hole in your forehead that opens. Oh, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do something that stupid, and I'll also wear a hat. Also, I don't know why he didn't wear a hat. He didn't have a hat. He just got dropped off with the clothes he had on. What are you talking about? 
The it's first thing like, you got was the hat. It's not, it's not like the doctor said, all right, get your shit, get out my TARDIS. No. It's like, all right, see you. He's like, stop that. <laughs> no. But um, how'd you feel about uh, Ricky? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, honestly. He was. Mickey, he was. Uh, I was going to say, Mickey has justified him feeling how he felt. Like, he was like, oh. You know, I'm going to go out and do my own thing. And Rose is going to go that way. He's like, you got to pick and choose, man. I'm just a little tin dog. You don't care about me. You don't know nothing about me. And so he went to go visit his dead grandmother. That was a sad story, bro. The carpet was broken and she fell down the stairs and broke her neck. Yeah, I guess that's sad. I didn't I didn't have any attachment to the old lady, so it didn't I mean, really hit me the way. You don't meet Mickey. You never met Mickey's grandmother. You just got exactly. so in that instance. It, right. It wasn't. Yeah, so it didn't really hit me. I don't know. I was pretty detached with Mickey overall. He is a, a, a the 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 freaking ten dog to me, honestly. K nine, yeah, leave, man, leave. Yeah. All right. So then we got the second part of that with the uh, Cyberman, a old school Doctor Who villain from like I want to say like the third Doctor. Let me actually check to see when the Cybermen were created. But yeah, uh, nineteen sixty six. Oof. Also, first doctor. Oh man, I'm looking at that costume. I forgot how bad it looked. It's been a long time since I looked at the the, the old school Cyberman suit. So, what'd you think of this episode? I mean, like I said, two parter. You know, uh, Jackie Tyler. I mean, same thing. Same thing happens. Like she again, Rose being dumb. She about to risk her life for a dude that don't even know she exists. Um, and Mickey and Ricky team up, and you know, Ricky dies. I'm supposed to feel sad. I don't. Um, I mean, you, man, you didn't channel your inner uh, Cuba Good Junior, Ricky. No, and then uh, what else? I felt more. I felt more sad about the the lady getting killed uh, by the Cyberman. Like she, the the tech, the tech, tech, tech support lady. I felt more about her than I did about Ricky. Damn man. Uh, but I was about it. Oh yeah, and the mom got taken. She got taken, uh, and and I was supposed to care about that. And uh, it's like I said, it's hard to to get involved with some of these characters. It is so not interesting in some regards. Okay, all right. So that might be a me thing. Though. Lantern. It might be the idiot's lantern. That that's that's like the filler episode. Didn't even like it. That's the one you know where they go to the fifties, thinking they can go see Elvis and it's the. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That one felt liar. like I could just skip the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only cool thing was, you know, Rose lost a face. Yeah, baby. All right. So, another two-parter, The Impossible Planet in the Satan Pit. Uh, I believe this is the first appearance of the Ood. Real quick. Yeah, so this was the first appearance of the Ood. How'd you feel about the Ood, Samir? Um, how I put it in the word? I mean, this is definitely... I, I definitely like this episode more than the, um, than the Cybermen, and I, I definitely enjoy the 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 aesthetic and the costume design much better. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoyed this episode. Yeah, they the, the, the were foreboding. They were they were grotesque. I loved it. I mean, I like the Ood. I mean, you don't really see them that much anymore. I think they were just like, oh, um, they were in uh, two episodes of Jody's uh, last season. Forgot about that. It was two years ago. At this point. So, <clears throat> did you really think, uh, did you think that entire crew was going to die and the doctor was just going to save Rose in some way, shape, or form? They wouldn't, 
<laughs> it would not surprise me. Tell me. Damn, man. He didn't just say that. Just screw everybody else and get Rose Deck. <laughs> He's done it before. Did he do it before? Uh, a couple times he has dropped everything to save her. When? Uh, once in Eccleston's run. What episode? Uh, the, 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 the dog situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, but the, everybody the, else in that base was dead. Yeah, but if that, that dollar got out, if that dollar got out, though, it would have been a problem. And he was like, no, it's St. Rose. Like, no, locked everything down. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, I like these 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 two episodes, but, I mean, early 2000s CG, I mean, the devil was just like, uh, throw him away. <laughs> he was British. He was British. He had a jacked up grill. But, yeah, I mean, there really wasn't that much to talk about with this episode because it was just, it was like, yeah, are we going with sci-fi? Are we kind of leaning into the religious stuff or what? Yeah, I gotta say, so go ahead. So now that I'm actually watching Tennis run as the Doctor, mm-hmm. I don't know what I was expecting per se, but they do say most people say he's the best Doctor we've had in recent decades, and I'm curious to see if does Matt Smith's run go down in quality? Does it go up? It like is he not as good as Tennant? Okay, so uh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith has a lot of good episodes. Uh, I feel like it started to kind of not it, it it stayed even was with Capaldi. So you know Capaldi had those episodes where it was high, low, you know, average, 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 high, low, average. Because uh, Capaldi had I want to say three seasons. I feel like he did one with Jenna Coleman, one without, where uh, he had Madame Vosher and her wife, and then the season with Bill. Madame Vosher is the lizard lady who like you got the hots for. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, next week, let's do um, ten and eleven. Because 12 and 13 are two-parter. Okay. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and get into episode five of Soka. Directed by Dave Filoni. Obviously written by Dave Filoni because he wrote the whole damn season. All right. So this one is probably the best so far. Can we talk um, about Ari Greenblatt just like being in her bag playing every single young version of every single character in all of fandom? Because she played younger yes, more in Endgame. And she also played Young Ahsoka in this episode and did her damn thing. She also played someone else. Um, she was in Barbie. She played a girl named Sasha. Yeah, yeah. She was a daughter in Barbie. That's what it was. She was also in 65, The Boss Baby, uh, Family Business, Bad Moms. She did the voice of uh, Velma in Scoob. She was also in Love and Monsters. I got to go back and watch that movie. Right. Anyways, uh, yeah, so... Best, one of the best episodes ever. Um, the callback to the Clone Wars in live action was a was a, just a, a sight to behold. And oh, so here's here's the thing: there's a disconnect in the Star Wars uh, franchise where prequel Anakin is not okay. So in the movies between the, episodes, he comes off as, he comes off as very whiny and angsty. And it's and there's a, there's a disconnect to that that Anakin to the Clone Wars Anakin, which 
that is the the quintessential version of Anakin where he's cocky. He's he's a he, he's a uh, uh, one of the best Jedi in the Order at the, during the, during the Clone War era. Like they call when they couldn't get through something, they called Anakin. Like he was the the fixer. Like yo, this 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 area is giving us problems. Get it done, Anakin, and he gets it done. That's how good he was. All right, dude was just a goat. All right, he just, he was a, he was a freaking MVP, right? And he was he was so sure of his abilities that I mean it, he would come off as cocky and you'd get mad at him, but damn. He would deliver on top of those abilities, right? So that's the kind of guy you're working with here, right? And then you have to reconcile him to the one in the movie. So it's like it's really good to see Hayden Christensen give us that energy, you know, that Dave Filoni energy. So it's crazy how that happened, right? Like Dave Filoni getting behind the driver's seat, and that's what we got. We got a we got a good Anakin on high, in live action. So I, mean, I, lo- I love. Okay, so people kind of stop seeing we got a good Anakin. Like, okay, I like Hayden Christensen. As yeah, of course. I never said that. he was good here. I'm giving him props right now. Yeah, but the way you phrase it, it just seemed like he was never. Good. No, I'm shitting on George Lucas. I'm not shitting on and Hayden Christensen. Okay, okay, okay. He can't. The guy that Hayden Christensen didn't write the character. He acted the character. They told him to act the way he did. Okay, so when a, another director told him to act this way, he did, and the character was better for it. So yeah, as someone who, like I said, I watch the animated movie for the Clone Wars, which was the setup for the series. Uh, then I watched, oh, God, from 2007? Much, yeah, so then I watched pretty much half of the first season, and then I kind of... I don't remember what the hell I was doing. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> no, yeah, I ain't going nowhere. I think the last... The only episode I vaguely remember watching it was a Jar Jar Binks-centric uh, episode where he had Qui-Gon's cloak and he was using the Force... But he was really just on his way through everything. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people on the internet are like, yo, so we get it. Jason's force sensitive, but come on. How can his mom hit her lightsabers over the waves? All right. So that, that was a little weird. Like, how is she here? I can see how, I can, yeah, how he's doing it. I don't see how she was able to do it. So I don't know. That's I'm just like, a little monkey. Like, hey, I saw that and I literally just said, Minichlorians, it's in all of us. It's in you. Basically. Yeah, basically. Um, Carson, once again, being the MVP and stalling everybody out. Um, yep, that was, was really, cool. I'm loving him getting really, more screen time. Yeah, despite the fact that they were so lazy, they just literally used his poster from The Mandalorian and just photoshopped it onto a new Ahsoka poster, same pose and everything. It's like, right, y'all. <laughs> um, I like seeing the purples like in high detail, as opposed to like the two seconds we saw them in episode four, no three, when we saw them in the clouds, and that was it. Yeah, I was really hoping Hera would have, you know, hopped in one of the purples and joined Ahsoka, but. She's like, oh, oh, why? You know, I, 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 I already brought my child out here and almost got him killed, but you know, can't cross galaxies. That wouldn't make sense. Mother of the year on this one. I mean, why not? It wouldn't have made sense. Okay. All right. Um. I mean, how would she have to jump inside the thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not gonna make sense. She getting the purple too. Get the same purple. It's a whale. She it's needs to alert the the republic to what's going on. 
Carson already did that. He ain't going nowhere. He can do it. Yeah, but they needed her to be there to debrief. Carson, like, look, man, they hop in these giant wells, they cross some galaxies, they know how to find Ezra and Thrawn, and they're going to stop them. That's all you need Carson to do. Carson, like I said, bro, Carson is the Phil Coulson of the Star Wars universe. He just pops up, says some things, and disappears. But yeah. There's so many epic frames in this episode. Oh, can we talk about the lightsaber duel? It was so fire. I like the flashback of when we first see, you know, um, then quote unquote start her training and you see Anakin walk, walk away and it flashes the Vader and I, that was the one thing I wanted to see. I actually wanted to see oh, you know, when they that went was back so good. Went, yeah, when they went back to like the little light bridge area and when he walked out, I wanted him to be Vader. I didn't want I didn't want Sith eyes Anakin. I wanted full Ahsoka Vader live action. Oh, it was so good though. That that would be the only thing I would change, but it was good. Um, we really do need to ease up on the de-aging just a little bit. I mean, you know, makeup does work wonders, but come on. I mean, I don't know if you can. Look, I, honestly, after a while, I didn't even care about the, the de-aging. Was no big deal. Yeah. And is is Hayden Christensen's hair short, or was he wearing a wig, or was he wearing extensions? Because I was, I was like, <sighs> or did they just put his face on somebody else's body in the Clone Wars uh, flashback? No, it was it was him in there. It was him. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Hang on. Uh, that was his hair. I think. I don't think it was. No, I'm talking about when you see him with long hair. Is that was that his hair? Did they shoot those scenes first? Like, hey, well, we did it look? Hair. Did it look bad to you? Did it look bad or something? No, it's just like I, I'm always interested. I'm always interested in like like all the all the things that make that make you know a project. So. Even up to like hair and makeup, like lighting and things like that nature. That's why I was saying we can kind of ease up on the de aging. And, you know, if we get a good makeup artist, you know, it can take. There's only so much. Off this face. I mean, yeah, white people age like milk, but still. Not everyone does, but yeah. Okay, uh, name a white person who's aging gracefully. Kate Blanchett. She's a vampire. She don't count, bro. <laughs> And even then, we haven't seen Kate Blanchett like wear like a regular shade of makeup in like forever. It's she probably a wig. Like, it's probably a wig, bro. Yeah. She's she usually when we see Kate Blanchett nowadays, she's pasty. Like when have you what was the last movie you saw for Kate Blanchett in where she had a regular skin tone? Uh, I'll get back to you because I have, I have some movies to watch. So I'll get back to you. Yeah. Alright, 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 so yeah, we I think we both agree that this episode was fire. It's obviously the best yeah, one. Yeah, I, I give it I give it a 10.0. Once again, why are we doing ratings? We, we, we rate this season overall, dude. I'm giving this episode a 10.0. All right, well, y'all heard some here. All right, so you ready to call a wrap? Because we had an hour and 46 minutes. Yeah, let's do that. All right, guys, this is Bernard, a.k.a. The Scarlet Spider. And this is Samir, the King in Black. And that was another episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. Uh, join us next time. Same Blur channel, same Blur network. All right, guys. Next week, we're doing episodes 10 and 11 of Doctor Who, episode 6 of Ahsoka, and we're going to knock off the last four episodes of One Piece. So be sure to yeah, rate and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. What were you about to say? I was going to say watch us on our platforms. That part two. All right. Uh, Samir, tell the people about 
Goodbye. Oh, let me know what you guys think of the new uh, the new intro music. Huh. Yeah, Rockberry State. Live long and prosper. Rockberry. Live long and prosper. Sue him. All right. Peace.